Today is the 28th day of June. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is always a joy to be here with you. Always good to come around the global campfire and just relax and let God's word speak to us. Always a pleasure. So uh, we're moving into the end of the week now. We've been reading from the contemporary English version this week. And we'll continue that as we continue our journey through the book of 2 Kings. Today we'll read chapters 13 and 14 as we continue through the kings, uh, the stories of the kings of Israel, the northern kingdom, and Judah, the southern kingdom. Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, became king of Israel in the 23rd year of Joash's rule in Judah. Jehoahaz ruled 17 years from Samaria and disobeyed the Lord by doing wrong. He never stopped following the example of Jeroboam, who would cause the Israelites to sin. The Lord was angry at the Israelites, so he let King Hazael of Syria and his son Benadad rule over them for a long time. Jehoahaz prayed to the Lord for help, and the Lord saw how terribly Hazael was treating the Israelites. He answered Jehoahaz by sending Israel a leader who rescued them from the Syrians, and the Israelites lived in peace as they had before. But Hazael had defeated Israel's army so badly that Jehoahaz had only ten chariots. 50 cavalry troops and 10,000 regular soldiers left in his army. The Israelites kept sinning and following the example of Jeroboam's family. They did not tear down the sacred poles that had been set up in Samaria for the worship of the goddess Asherah. Everything else Jehoahaz did while he was king, including his brave deeds, is written in the history of the kings of Israel. Jehoahaz died and was buried in Samaria, and his son Jehoash became king. Jehoash became king of Israel in the 37th year of Jehoash's rule in Judah, and he ruled 16 years from Samaria. He disobeyed the Lord by doing just like Jeroboam who had caused the Israelites to sin. Everything else Jehoash did while he was king, including his war against King Amaziah of Judah, is written in the history of the kings of Israel. Jehoash died and was buried in Samaria, beside the other Israelite kings. His son Jeroboam then became king. Sometime before the death of King Jehoash, Elisha the prophet was very sick and about to die. Jehoash went in and stood beside him, crying. He said, Master, what will Israel's chariots and cavalry be able to do without you? Grab a bow and some arrows, Elisha told him, and hold them in your hand. Jehoash grabbed the bow and arrows and held them. Elisha placed his hand on the king's hand and said, Open the window facing east. When it was open, Elisha shouted, Now shoot! 
Jehoash shot an arrow and Elisha said, that arrow is a sign that the Lord will help you completely defeat the Syrian army at Aphek. Elisha said, pick up the arrows and hit the ground with them. Jehoash grabbed the arrows and hit the ground three times, then stopped. Elisha became angry at the king and exclaimed, If you had struck it five or six times, you would completely wipe out the Syrians. Now you will defeat them only three times. Elisha died and was buried. Every year in the spring, Moab's leaders sent raiding parties into Israel. Once, while some Israelites were burying a man's body, they saw a group of Moabites. The Israelites quickly threw the body into Elisha's tomb and ran away. As soon as the man's body touched the bones of Elisha, the man came back to life and stood up. Israel was under the power of King Hazael of Syria during the entire rule of Jehoahaz. But the Lord was kind to the Israelites and showed them mercy because of his solemn agreement with their ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In fact, he has never turned his back on them or let them be completely destroyed. Hazael died, and his son Benadad then became king of Syria. King Jehoash of Israel attacked and defeated the Syrian army three times. He took back from Benadad all the towns Hazael had captured in battle from his father Jehoaz. Amaziah, son of Joash, became king of Judah in the second year of Jehoash's rule in Israel. Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he ruled 29 years from Jerusalem, which was also the hometown of his mother, Jehoadan. Amaziah followed the example of his father Joash by obeying the Lord and doing right. But he was not as faithful as his ancestor David. Amaziah did not destroy the local shrines and they were still used as places for offering sacrifices. As soon as Amaziah had control of Judah, he arrested and killed the officers who had murdered his father. But the children of those officers were not killed. The Lord had commanded in the law of Moses that only the people who sinned were to be punished, not their parents or children. While Amaziah was king, he killed 10,000 Edomite soldiers in Salt Valley. He captured the town of Selah and renamed it Jokthil, which is still its name. One day, Amaziah sent a message to King Jehoash of Israel. Come out and face me in battle. Jehoash sent back this reply. Once upon a time, a small thorn bush in Lebanon announced that his son was going to marry the daughter of a large cedar tree. But a wild animal came along and trampled the small bush. Amaziah, you think you're so powerful because you defeated Edom. Go ahead and celebrate, but stay home. If you cause any trouble, both you and your kingdom of Judah will be destroyed. But Amaziah refused to listen. So Jehoash and his troops marched to the town of Bet Shemesh in Judah to attack Amaziah and his troops. 
During the battle, Judah's army was crushed. Every soldier from Judah ran back home, and Jehoash captured Amaziah. Jehoash then marched to Jerusalem and broke down the city wall from Ephraim Gate to Corner Gate, a section about 600 feet long. He took the gold and silver as well as everything of value from the Lord's temple and the king's treasury. He took hostages and returned to Samaria. Everything else Jehoash did while he was king, including his brave deeds and how he defeated King Amaziah of Judah, is written in the history of the kings of Israel. Jehoash died and was buried in Samaria beside the other Israelite kings. His son Jeroboam then became king. Fifteen years after Jehoash died, some people in Jerusalem plotted against Amaziah. He was able to escape to the town of Lachish, but another group of people caught him and killed him there. His body was taken back to Jerusalem on horseback and buried beside his ancestors. Everything else Amaziah did while he was king is written in the history of the kings of Judah. After his death, the people of Judah made his son, Azariah, king, even though he was only 16 at the time. Azariah was the one who later recaptured and rebuilt the town of Elat. Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, became king of Israel in the 15th year of Amaziah's rule in Judah. Jeroboam ruled 41 years from Samaria. He disobeyed the Lord by following the evil example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who would cause the Israelites to sin. Jeroboam extended the boundaries of Israel from Libohamoth in the north to the Dead Sea in the south, just as the Lord had promised his servant Jonah, son of Amittai, who was a prophet from Gath-Hefer. The Lord helped Jeroboam do this because he had seen how terribly the Israelites were suffering, whether slave or free, and no one was left to help them. And since the Lord had promised that he would not let Israel be completely destroyed, he helped Jeroboam rescue them. Everything else Jeroboam did while he was king, including his brave deeds, and how he recaptured the towns of Damascus and Hamath is written in the history of the kings of Israel. Jeroboam died and was buried, and his son, Zechariah, became king. Acts 18, 23 through 19, 12. After staying there for a while, he left and visited several places in Galatia and Phrygia. He helped the followers there to become stronger in their faith. A Jewish man named Apollos came to Ephesus. Apollos had been born in the city of Alexandria. He was a very good speaker and knew a lot about the scriptures. He also knew much about the Lord's way, and he spoke about it with great excitement. What he taught about Jesus was right, but all he knew was John's message about baptism. Apollos started speaking bravely in the Jewish meeting place 
But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him to their home and helped him understand God's way even better. Apollos decided to travel through Achaia, so the Lord's followers wrote letters encouraging the followers there to welcome him. After Apollos arrived in Achaia, he was a great help to everyone who had put their faith in the Lord Jesus because of God's kindness. He got into fierce arguments with the Jewish people, and in public he used the scriptures to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled across the hill country to Ephesus, where he met some of the Lord's followers. He asked them, When you put your faith in Jesus, were you given the Holy Spirit? No, they answered. We have never even heard of the Holy Spirit. Then why were you baptized? Paul asked. They answered, Because of what John taught. Paul replied, John baptized people so that they would turn to God, but he also told them that someone else was coming and that they should put their faith in him. Jesus is the one that John was talking about. After the people heard Paul say this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Paul placed his hands on them. The Holy Spirit was given to them, and they spoke unknown languages and prophesied. There were about 12 men in this group. For three months, Paul went to the Jewish meeting place and talked bravely with the people about God's kingdom. He tried to win them over, but some of them were stubborn and refused to believe. In front of everyone, they said terrible things about God's way. Paul left and took the followers with him to the lecture hall of Tyrannus. He spoke there every day for two years until every Jew and Gentile in Asia had heard the Lord's message. God gave Paul the power to work great miracles. People even took handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched Paul's body and they carried them to everyone who was sick. All of the sick people were healed and the evil spirits went out. Psalm 146 Shout praises to the Lord. Shout praises to the Lord. With all that I am, I will shout His praises. I will sing and praise the Lord God for as long as I live. You can't depend on anyone, not even a great leader. Once they die and are buried, that will be the end of all their plans. The Lord God of Jacob blesses everyone who trusts Him and depends on Him. God made heaven and earth. He created the sea and everything else. God always keeps His word. He gives justice to the poor and food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free and heals blind eyes. He gives a helping hand to everyone who falls. The Lord loves good people and looks after strangers. He defends the rights of orphans and widows, but destroys the wicked. The Lord God of Zion will rule forever. Shout praises to the Lord.
Proverbs 18, 2 and 3. Fools have no desire to learn. They would much rather give their own opinion. Wrongdoing leads to shame and disgrace. Okay, so as we end another one of our work weeks together and... Uh, uh, and continue to journey through the book of Second Kings. We're seeing, uh, you know, the back and forth between the kingdoms of Israel and Judah, the northern and the southern kingdoms. So at times they're allies with each other and they go to battle with each other. And, and at other times they're enemies with each other and battling against one another. Uh, and of course, this is, uh, you know, the, the whole dynamic of the situation is influenced by who is the king, who's the king of Israel, who's the king of Judah. And then the prophetic voices played a role in all of this mix as well, even though the people usually ignored them. But we did say goodbye today to one of those very influential voices. Uh, the man of God, the prophet Elisha, died after uh, giving a final prophetic word to Jehoash, who was the king of the northern kingdom of Israel. And then uh, we move into the book of Acts, and Paul is beginning his third missionary journey uh, and working his way into Ephesus where he spent two years. And, and this, is, this is Paul's final recorded missionary journey. And we'll see why soon enough. Uh, but we also see that uh, his opportunities to share the gospel and to have influence will only grow even though he's, he's not traveling around the known world anymore. And it's going to be in the most counterintuitive of ways. And uh, so we'll see that as we continue with the story. And then Proverbs today gives us plenty to think about uh, as it relates to our opinions. So we, we probably all have people in our lives who have or seem to have an opinion about uh, just about everything that there is. And then they love to uh, to give that opinion without permission, right? Unsolicited. And it doesn't even matter, like, what the topic is. They just seem to have an opinion on everything from politics to relationship advice to parenting to you name it. Uh, without actually taking the time to form and fully understand and create a well-rounded collection of thoughts. They just spout off whatever's happening at the top of their mind. And they seem to know very well what everybody else should be doing. A lot of times we take a look at those people's lives though and they don't know what they're doing. They just seem to know what everybody else should be doing. Uh, so this is strong medicine here. Uh, this is... This is a big teaspoonful of something bitter. According to the Proverbs, those people are fools. It's not understanding that they're looking for. Uh, it's hearing themselves talk that they're looking for. So uh, let's use today and as we move into the weekend and, and change the flow of our lives for a few days, let's observe ourselves Let's watch for what it is that causes us to offer an opinion. Are we asked for an opinion or are we just offering our opinions where they don't belong 
Uh, because w- we might catch ourselves moving into foolish, uh, f- foolish territory and places that are not healthy. Uh, but the good news is that this is how we actually become wise. We catch ourselves. We watch ourselves. We hear the words of wisdom spoken from the Proverbs and then we watch ourselves. And then when we can catch ourselves like being pulled toward throwing in our opinion into the mix when it's not necessary or not invited or not even welcome and we really don't know the situation, we can invite the Holy Spirit to guide us away from being foolish and back onto the path of wisdom. And so Holy Spirit, come into that. We are all guilty of stepping into foolishness. We are all guilty of playing the fool in these areas. And so we ask that you would come. You would help us observe our own behaviors, the things that trigger us, the things that pull us in these directions. And we ask that we would be able to pause before we open our mouth and begin a dialogue with you. What is this about? Why am I about to jump into this? Why am I often finding myself myself jumping into these things? We invite you, Holy Spirit, into these questions and into these observations. Come, Jesus, we pray. In your mighty name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website, home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. So uh, stay tuned, stay connected. One of the things that we're talking about is July 7th. And uh, that's coming up pretty quick here, uh, a week from this Sunday. So uh, uh, July 7th is kind of like our own little daily audio Bible holiday. It's a day that we've been setting aside uh, for 11 years. We've done this. It's, uh, It's what we call the daily audio Bible long walk. And it happens every 7th of July, and it's just a day to commemorate the fact that we are moving through the middle of the year, an opportunity to regroup and go for a long walk with God. We've been allowing God's Word to speak into our lives for uh, for a half a year, and it's time to regroup. And so it's an individual experience. Go somewhere beautiful whether near or far, and go for a long walk with God. Uninterrupted time. Like set, this, set the time, set the day aside so that all other obligations and responsibilities are just off, off the calendar. Like this is a day that you get to spend however you want to with God. Go somewhere beautiful. Say everything that you need to say. Listen to everything that he needs to tell you. Advance words about how the second half of your year should look and where you should be aiming yourself. And just enjoy the serenity that comes as a result of just taking the one day. It's incredible. And so, yeah, it's an individual experience. You're doing this by yourself, but take your camera or whatever, your uh, your phone or whatever, and snap a picture or take a little video wherever you go and uh, post that back to the Facebook page for Daily Audio Bible. Facebook.com forward slash Daily Audio Bible. 
And all of a sudden we have this mosaic, all these windows opening into each other's lives all over the world where we can experience all over the world what the world looks like today as as we move uh, through our day on the long walk. So that's coming up the 7th of July. Put that on your calendar. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link on the homepage. Thank you humbly. Thank you profoundly for your partnership. Uh, especially as we move in, uh, in and through the summertime. Appreciate your partnership more than I can possibly articulate the, the, the literal reality is we wouldn't be here if we weren't here together. And that's the beautiful thing about this community. We're here together. So there's a link on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, family. It's Lauren Houston. Uh, it's been a while since I called, and I really miss y'all a whole lot in the Moore Conference. Um, I've been really busy and haven't made time for every day uh, listening to the Daily Audio Bible, and I genuinely miss this community so much. I just listened to today's podcast, um, and I'm calling in for Natalie in Indianapolis. Your call is so brave, calling in about struggling with anorexia, and I, it was on my heart immediately to pray for you and to call in. Well done. You are going to a program that's, and you're going to face um, you're going to face this. And I'm so proud of you. I struggled for years with anorexia and still find that those lies uh, try to creep back in at, at, during times of stress. And um, it, it occurred to me while praying for you that our pastor just spoke on Nehemiah and how when Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall to Jerusalem, there were people who came and just flat out tried to discourage him. And in response to their lies about God and about his responsibility and role and all that, he literally would do the opposite and proclaim truth out loud. And um, it really challenged me on some different areas. And I thought of you and um, the struggle that anorexia is. And um, I am trusting that God is using this and will continue to uh, redeem your situation and help you conquer this and um, every day that it's a struggle. And uh, trusting for that for you, Natalie. He loves you. I love you. And my heart is with you and for you. As so many people are who are listening and praying for you right now. Well done. Well done on facing your fear and um, not going with the lies, but going in the opposite direction towards your fear. That's where you're going to find the greatest freedom. And love you, sister. No, this is not shaken. And I'm calling about two of my many children that are having problems in life. One who is currently, he's currently in jail. 
Um, and I'm just praying that he will get his act together. He claims the reason he's in jail is uh, going to be thrown out of court, but he does have addiction problems that I have called about in the past. And he is on their radar and they are wanting to put him away, which may be the best thing for him. But all I want is for him to get his life straightened out, whatever it takes. And then the, the other child that I'm calling about, her name is Lynn, and she had, was in, on drugs years ago, many years ago, and she did a lot of terrible things to the people who love her, some of which have not forgiven her, and she has since then, for, for at least the last eight years, been um, off drugs completely. She's a wonderful mother and an amazing deep person. One of the most wonderful and amazing people I know is kind and loving and caring. He's extremely sensitive, but she is still being rejected by family members. And there's a wedding going on that I don't think she knows about. I have called my her father, my ex-husband, and he's going to call me back later when he's not busy. And I'm just gonna ask him why he doesn't love her enough to forgive her, or, you know, to just give her a second chance. I don't understand people not forgiving people when they she's asked for forgiveness. Free indeed from Western Maryland. Brian talked today at the end about the reminder of the long walk coming up. It reminded me of Jason Upton in his song where he talks about the idea that we go to God and we ask for forgiveness. Most of us don't wait around long enough to hear him say that you're forgiven. But that's my encouragement. If you're on the long walk, you have something that's heavy on your heart. If you go to our Father and you ask for forgiveness, be still and listen for him to tell you that you're forgiven because you are forgiven. Be strong and courageous, my brothers and sisters. It's free indeed from Western Maryland. Hey, this is Jerry calling from Duluth, Minnesota at my vessel of a bus stop, a place uh, that has a lot of meaning piled with spirit, many, many spiritual rocks uh, with the DAB family for me to mark and remember what God has uh, done. And today, is another Bethel day in uh, my life. It's, it marks, uh, first of all, two months of every day being in the daily audio Bible on a concentrated, focused manner. I'm so amazed uh, how we can be disconnected in a world in which we live in. Never before in the history of mankind has there been anything like the worldwide Church of God of the DAB family, nothing like it. Uh, and the app, years ago, it had to be, um, uh, you had to download it from iTunes, and every month, Brian would say, um, make sure and uh, write a review so yeah, it, it ranks higher, and, and all these things. Now, with the, with the app, which is so amazing, I mean, just little things that, that they work so hard at, uh, making it so we could check off each day uh, that, we've, uh, that we've spent. And now 
that they have, and it's uh, used this function of reading along with uh, Brian so that I can stay focused uh, on what he's saying, drinking every word of Scripture, every word that he uh, speaks afterwards, and all the prayer requests. It's just amazing. Uh, then secondly, please pray about the long walk on July 7th. It's on a Sunday, normally go to church with my wife. Um, to be blunt, my wife really has the only reason why she goes to church is to see her grandkids. Um, and not in, in touch at all. And, and I want to do this uh, long walk 